0: Hey there friends, before we get to a brand new episode of the official Do Good Better podcast, we want to thank you, the listener, for subscribing and sharing with all of your nonprofit friends. Most importantly, we need to be thanking the sponsors to this very show. Hey, if you're in the market for a CRM system that makes your life easier, there is no better item in your fundraising toolbox than DonorDoc. DonorDoc is not only the premier sponsor to the show, it is the premier and intuitive CRM system that not only has everything you want, but has zero things you don't. No one needs complicated, especially when you wear 10,000 different hats at your nonprofit. So get DonorDoc and use Do Good Better at checkout and get a month free to try it out. Thanks, DonorDoc, for being an awesome sponsor. Hey, speaking of life being easier, fundraising is not... And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insight and tips and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a more content, more done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to either commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, join Do Good University. Hey, it's our brand-new membership site. We have hours and hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the entire Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions. All of that is for an affordable monthly fee. So visit DoGoodUniversity.com or click the link in the show notes for details. Hey, get ready for another episode of the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Your organization is awesome, but
0: sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, and of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Best way to do that? Well, Ask people who are really awesome at running small and medium-sized nonprofits. I've got a great one for you today. Janet Kittim, she's the CEO of the Helpline Center. Janet, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast today.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: I'm very excited to talk with you. I'm sure that people who are finding us on you know Instagram or Twitter or I don't know, uh, anywhere that you find or stumble across this podcast, probably iTunes they probably want to know more about you, but they don't know enough. So could you tell us, kind of to kick things off, a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Absolutely.
1: So I am the CEO of the Helpline Center. I've been there for 25 years in totality, yep. not as CEO, CEO as the last dozen, um, but you know, um, my journey started in nonprofit as a volunteer, and I think that is the important message, is that you never know where that volunteer experience is going to lead you, so you know, 26 years ago, I came in the door as a volunteer, did that work as a volunteer for a couple of years, really enjoyed it, and then have been with the organization in some fashion ever
0: since. I love that. All right. So talk to me a little bit about the programs and the services that the Helpline Center is involved in.
1: Sure. Um, We answer uh, a variety of phone lines, but most predominantly we answer two three-digit phone numbers. We answer 211 and we answer 988. 211 is information and referral on community resources. A lot of calls about basic needs, financial assistance, housing, food supports, that kind of thing. 24-7, I have amazing staff who know 5,000 different resources to provide to people. And then we answer the 988 phone number. That's the new phone number that was launched July 16th nationwide for mental health, emotional distress, substance use, suicide crisis. So that's also 24-7. We answer both of those phone numbers for all the state of South Dakota.
0: Have you seen, and I, I you know, I, I think part of this, uh, this, uh, the crazy, I'm going to call it crazy times. That's what I'm going to call it right now. Cause that's about as a descriptive uh, and inclusive things that the crazy times that we kind of live in, have you seen an increase? Have you seen a, an increase in need, in want, in desires, and not only the basic need stuff, but the mental health and mm-hmm. sort of access to um, critical care within your state?
1: Absolutely. Um, since the pandemic hit and that we've kind of been in the recovery from the pandemic, so to speak, for the past couple of years, increased call volume for not only needs such as basic needs and health related resources, but a lot of mental health issues, just a lot of anxiety, depression, stress. Um, not necessarily to the point where that person's in a suicidal crisis, but just really kind of struggling. And that has led to more family and relationship types of concerns and problems. And so we've had more phone calls about that.
0: As much as I don't like the fact that they're increasing, I kind of go with the glass half full kind of bit to say that at least people are reaching out. And I feel like that's kind of a win that regardless of whatever kind of, because again, this is a I mean, the amount of stressful jobs that you can kind of imagine, I can't um, put myself in a mental position of being one on the other end of a line uh, chatting to some of the individuals who are reaching out. So uh, kudos to you and your amazing staff, most (laughs) importantly on that. Uh, Listen, it's very difficult to be a CEO or an executive director of a nonprofit, but we always kind of go back to, you know this story or this big win that we like to celebrate reminds us of why we get up every single day and do the work that we do. Do you have one of those that just rings true in your ear that if you're ever going through a stressful moment as a leader of an organization, you remember this one story that goes, ah, this is why we're rocking and rolling today.
1: Sure, you know. Oftentimes, we don't hear back from our callers. Like we, we help them. We, you know, leave them in a good place. But then they're off, and we didn't ever hear from them again. So one of my staff um, a couple months ago went into a coffee shop, like she always does, to get coffee for the morning, like most of us do. And so she was waiting for her coffee to be made, and the barista was just striking up a conversation and said, "Hey, where do you work?" She said, "I work at the helpline center." And he said, "Oh my gosh, I just want to thank you and your staff." Um, because um, I was really struggling. And not only did I call you once, I called you twice, and you saved my life. You mm. really made a difference for me. So that always touches my heart.
0: I feel like that's like the, that, that itself, the best kind of drug uh, is, is the one that kind of keeps you going. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, again, the, the silence or the things you don't hear, um, you know, that's kind of part of the, go- part of the job. But the little nuggets of, you know, here's what you did to help me. Mm, That is super great. It's not all sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and ice cream, though. We know that as leaders. What is um, your biggest challenge currently at the Helpline Center? And what are you doing to overcome some of that?
1: Sure. You know, I think our challenge is like many other nonprofits and businesses is with staffing, mm-hmm. um, finding those qualified individuals that really want to, you know, make a difference um, and answer calls from people that are struggling. So we continue to look at how we can entice and encourage people to make that a career path um, by making a difference with folks. Um, so we've made some headway with that. Um, one of the successes I like to share is that. That Helpline Center was located in a um, a little bit of a rundown building for a lot of our life. And so just within the past year, we were able to move to a new building, remodeled, and a much better space for my staff. So that's a a win, which I think will help attract some more staff to our, um, our mission.
0: I think it's even probably more difficult because you are hiring people of a specific caliber of an individual, and it's not just a warm body in a seat. These are caring and empathetic and wonderful human beings that have the ability to sort of work in a number of different ways and resources on how to connect people. And uh, you know, so I, I, the challenge there, I think, is probably greater than a lot of other organizations. So kudo to you for uh, for uh, for helping with that. You've been in the business for a very long time, Janet executive in the, uh, department of CEO for about 12. And I know there's not, uh, there's a lot of executive directors who are listen to this, that are looking for a tip and a trick that they can use and bring back to their organization on things that you've learned that are just plain great. And they work. Could you give us a little nugget of your, uh, 26 years okay. of experience in the nonprofit world to kind of help people kind of navigate their own organization for them?
1: Sure. Um, nothing earth shattering, but what I have found to work is to have that vision. You need to have a vision of where you want to go. Where do you want the organization to be? And then you need to be patient and persistent on reaching that goal. There's many uh, goals I set for the organization uh, years and years ago, and it took me a long time to reach them, but um, we did. Um, We've been successful. And I I think that's because you just, you can't expect it to happen overnight. You really have to hang with it, keep the vision on the wall and know that you're working towards that. And you will get there someday.
0: You know, uh, the small wins that add up to the big wins are the things that you can at least get in the meantime. uh, Because I know we've got the attention span of gnats and we want to move at the lightning speed, but patience. That is one of the best things to remind yourself, even if you know that you have to be patient. Hearing somebody like yourself say it over and over. So go back and listen to this podcast over and over and over again. Get to the uh, 10-minute mark and just repeat this over and over for you. If You need a little bit of help reminding yourself that uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Jenna, I think a lot of people who... Uh, not only appreciate what you do uh, at the helpline center, but really appreciate your your staff and your uh, your organization for just being there. For you're the last line of uh, defense for a lot of individuals, or that you're the first line of contact when people are really don't know what to do. And I'm sure people want to know about more about what you do. They probably want to help you, and if they got a sack full of money, they've been hiding under their bed, they want to give it to you, but they might not know how. How on earth do people get a hold of you? They learn more and connect with you in the helpline center.
1: Absolutely. Well, our website is available 24 hours a day, helplinecenter.org. You can always connect um, through that. Or they can email me directly, janet at helplinecenter.org. Um, or they can always reach us through our three-digit phone numbers of 211 and 988.
0: I love that. Um, again, I think um, I think what you do and the organization in which you run is one of the more underappreciated and desperately, uh, uh, but desperately needed uh, entities within your state. Uh, And I know that most states have an organization like this that runs. Um, I just think it's so uh, remarkable that for 25 years, you've been in that sort of realm. Um, That takes a a special uh, person who just uh, understands and, and loves this kind of work Kudos to you. Kudos to your team. Awesome. Uh, We'll drop all of those links in the show notes. So if you're listening, you're done with this podcast, go click in there to the uh, helplinecenter.org and go and give or volunteer or uh, just learn more about and share their story. By the way, if you're online and you haven't subscribed to this podcast, shame on you. You should do that. And then immediately go back to the show notes and go find Janet and reach out and say, hi, thank you. uh, Not only for what you do, thank you uh, for your staff. Uh, Please thank your staff for Mm -hmm. us here at the, uh, uh, the podcast. But mostly, thanks for being a guest today on the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Fundraising is hard. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insight, tips and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a lot more content, done-for-you templates, weekly support and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to commiserate, challenge, co-create or celebrate with, I want to invite you to join Do Good University. It's our brand new membership site. We're going to have hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions. All for an affordable monthly fee. So visit DoGoodUniversity.com or click the link in the show notes for details.